Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a moment to thank Avinity Media for help putting the Alpha Club podcast on. Be sure to check out featured artist Mizzy Mans and his latest single, Nebula, streaming now on every major platform. Now I want to like this, diamonds all on my wrist, and I might have to kick a full while, but maybe one day you can find our Instagram at, at Alpha Club Podcast. In our Instagram bio, you'll also find a link tree to all of our other socials and our latest episode. Oh, man. All right, let me mic up here. Thanks for the heads up. It's like the quasi version of Revenge of the Sith when he says, this is where the fun begins. Game time start now. Well, uh, talk us in then. Welcome to the Alpha Club podcast. Or, no, I hate that. Yeah. Steven likes when I do my ringside commentary. Yeah, you're a ring girl. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, and apparently some people from India, welcome back. To the Alpha Club Podcast, it is your primary host today, John. I'm coming for Steven's seat with a very, well, at this point, he's not even a guest. He's been on one episode before. You know him, you love him. Maverick. Maverick. Let's go. And let's not forget our fans in Austria. Austria and St. Kitts. St. Kitts? St. Kitts. Okay. Wasn't tracking that one. And Germany, but Austria light. Is Germany Austria light or is Austria Germany light? Um, I didn't go with they both wish that they were still Prussia. I knew I liked you. Uh, yeah, let's go. The one, the only, the OVB, Otto von fucking Bismarck. I wrote like three reports on him. Um, I believe my military history final was on the restructuring of brigade combat teams. That's actually a pretty interesting topic. Yeah, of combat power. Because that's kind of what my thesis is on, except my thesis is on, like, maneuver warfare. Uh, My thesis was on interactions with the criminal justice system and um, basically reoffending. You went to to NARC school. I did go to NARC school, yeah. So if you have an interaction with the criminal justice system at a young age, you are more likely than anybody else in the population to reoffend and have more interactions. That actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, honestly, once a shithead, always a shithead. Yeah, like, this is this is going to sound dumb, but maybe it's because I was a shithead as a child, but I wasn't, like, an illegal shithead. Kind of. I mean, I was an illegal shithead. I well, just was very cautious about it because yeah, my dad was well, a like, cop, and I would get my ass beat if like, he I, ever found out. I did some things, but, like, is Juvie a real place? Juvie's 100% a real place, it my is? friend. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, like, juvenile prison. Um, It's not really. It's more rehabilitative. They have specialists that um, they're particularly trained to, like, rehabilitate troubled youth and, like, mentor them through it. Okay, well, that gives me some hope. It's not quite as punitive. But they re- like but they reoffend. But they end up reoffending yeah. because uh, once you, so a lot of juvenile stuff falls off when you're either eighteen or twenty five years old. Well, because twenty five um, is when your brain fully develops, right? Right. I cannot and, wait. And um, 
So a lot of people will reoffend before that and then end up being tried as an adult. Yeah. And then once you have one felony on your record, you're pretty much done. Okay. It's it's difficult to get a job. You lose a lot of rights. Like you can't vote when you're a felon. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. You can't own a firearm when you're a felon. So they end up reoffending for sometimes inadvertent purposes. But well, because once you're a felon, isn't it extremely easy to become a like more of a felon? Yeah, absolutely. Just because your your rights are so heavily restricted. Yeah, that makes sense. As Stephen always says. We love to learn here on the Alpha Club. Yeah. But you uh, a lot of times it's a uh, pretty dark facts. Can I if I knew how to Did you just talk into a beer can as if it was a mic? <laughs> Maybe. Um All right. Well, leading us into our topic, Colin. You know what they say, grippy socks. Grippy box. Yeah. So we in in kind of not a I wouldn't say it's a callback to our last episode, but I'd, I'd say a part two because we, as always, when we have guests on here, we get super fucking off topic. Not like sandwich conversation off topic, but like off topic. So now, you don't want to get me started on the sandwich. Can you just give All me right. one? Can you just give me if you were to because you you texted me extremely heated. I was heated. I was driving through Kentucky on the Bluegrass Parkway. And I was not paying a bit of attention to the road because I was listening to your podcast and angrily texting you. So if there's one thing from the, the, the sandwich episode that you would comment on, what is it? Um, cereal is not soup. However, oatmeal is. And Pop-Tarts are breakfast ravioli. I would agree with that. Yeah. So you said cereal is not soup, but oatmeal is. So cereal is not soup because the ingredients aren't like homogeneously combined, right? They're That's not a really together. good word to um, describe soup. Yeah, it's got to be like homogenous. Like you got to think like the vegetables that you add to vegetable soup, they contribute to the flavor, right? Like yeah. It might be broth based or fat based or whatever you want to or stock based, whatever you want to say. But um, cereal is not homogenous. It's heterogeneous. It's it's cereal and milk. Okay. And the, yeah. The is it cereal and milk or is it milk and cereal? Okay. Milk, cereal, cereal, milk, whatever you want to say. The flavors from the cereal, like, you know, the the cinnamon sugar. You're not, you're not taking the milk flavor. You're taking the cereal flavor. Yeah. Your m- majority of it is the cereal flavor. Okay. Like, if you're going to have cinnamon toast crunch, like, yeah, the cinnamon sugar is going to float off into the milk, whatever. But it's still cinnamon toast crunch cereal and milk. Okay. Um, I actually, when you texted me, I was in the airport and I went back and listened to the, just that segment of the podcast. And of course I had something new to say, but I have, have since forgotten it. Like I always do. Always. I always have the best ideas for the podcast. Actually, I was driving to, uh, Logan once and I called Steven and I'm like, you got to write this down because oh, I'm going to yeah, fucking you, forget. You got a storyboard. And that's stuff. actually where alcoholics or uh, applications and alcohol came from. We never specifically directly mentioned the conversation that Steven and I had. And I, I've spoken to you in the car. You can't hear a fucking word I'm saying when I'm driving. The, That's because you drive a Jeep. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's a lot worse it's than I really thought. It's really bad. Because I actually, I was falling asleep behind the wheel once, and I just opened up voice once. memos. Pretty much every yeah, time no, I, I mean, drive. Yeah. One of the times I was falling asleep behind the wheel, I actually woke up in the grass. Well, that's... I was, pull, I was pulling a Lightning McQueen. I mean, hey, you got to keep them guessing, all right? Yeah. Um, that was around 3 a.m. in South Charleston. 
Um, but man, nothing good <laughs> happens after midnight in it, South Charleston. <laughs> I know. I did I ever tell you? I know. So one of my soldiers is a, a patrolman. <laughs> he was. He came into work with a, a like a glove, like a uh, splint on yeah. his arm. Yeah. I was like, what happened? And he was like, totally unrelated. That was from a Glock. He was just casually shooting. But he was like, you want to see a video of me getting hit by a car? It's nice. like, fucking absolutely. Nice. On a traffic stop? No, kind of. Chasing a suspect who was on a moped at 4 a.m. Back road, South Charleston. And so the footage is not from his body cam. It's from his dash cam. <laughs> so dude's on a moped. So he stops the patrol car and goes for a foot chase because the dude's on a moped. I don't know what his charge was, but you see, he's, my buddy looks like a goober. Uh, good old, good old E5. He was chasing after this motherfucker. On dudes on the moped going away. Please he's, tell me he tased this man while he was driving a moped. I wish, even better. Catches up to the guy on the moped, grabs him by the back, and all of a sudden you see headlights. Boom! Fucking SUV or crossover. SUV mixed with a sedan fucking hits them both. Hits the moped, hits Oof. him, fucking rolls up on the fucking hood. Oof. Oh, so, and he ended up, I've obviously given her a citation. I think she was probably intoxicated as well. Uh, yeah. Fucking deer in headlights. Instead, it's just Officer Schmo and a dude on the moped. But, no, I was falling, anyway, I was falling asleep behind the wheel, and I had recorded a voice memo to keep myself awake, and I eventually, it was like, Two years ago, I listened to the voice memo. You can't hear it fucking. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely not. That's why I don't know. I've called you with my headphones in to try and like make it better. I can hear you, but you sure shit can't still hear me. Yeah, no. Wranglers be wranglers, man. They be wrangling. You drove a Jeep, didn't you? Um, yeah, I drove a Jibberty. Ooh, not even yeah. a not even a Jatriot. Uh, no. What's the uh, difference between the Jibberty and the Jatriot? Um, that's so, a Jeep Liberty and a Jeep Patriot for those. So the uh, the old school, I drove a KJ, which mm. was the, I think it was an O two to O seven Jeep Liberty, which was definitely a soccer mom car. It had a swing tailgate. Ooh, um, that's the, is that the the one that looks kind of like a like a Kia Soul? Um, uh, no, no, that would be the. That's the Renegade, sorry. No, that's the next generation of Liberty slash the current generation or the last generation of Patriot. Mm. So my ex, uh, Charlie, drives a Patriot. Mm. And then, so I drove a KJ. It's kind of more rounded. It really doesn't look like any other vehicle, honestly. But it's a four-door. It's an SUV. And I had the Appalachia Special where I had it on uh, 33s and a 6-inch lift kit. Do you have KCs on there? I did not end up with the KC lights because my entire passenger running board uh, rusted off the frame one day. Mm -hmm. And I decided to trade that thing in that day. Is that when you got the, the, the Buke? No, that's when I got the Cruise. Oh, shit, you did have... I had an LTZ I, Cruise. Oh, my yeah. God. It was white, too, wasn't it? No, it was black. It was black. I I, had a, I remember the cruise. I had a black LTZ Cruise with leather seats and a sunroof. And I remember that. It had an inline five in it that had a factory default where pistons could just you know, snap at any given time. And they I, could uh, 
orbit themselves. Yeah, so I hopped on 79 over by University Town Center one day, and as soon as I merged onto the highway, I lost all my throttle, and the check engine lights started Fuck, I remember. I remember this. Yeah, this was our junior year. Yeah. Because you guys lived on Stewart Street. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, my uh, my car was totaled, blew up the engine block. Yeah. Weren't you going to get it serviced? Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. I was taking it for, like, its annual service. Because the, the Buick was, I remember the Buick was, like, we you got that, and we were like, this is nice. Yeah. I mean, it was the same frame, same chassis, yeah. just a different make. I mean, so... Chevrolet, GMC, and Buick are all the same make. They're just different trims, right? Uh, GM. They're all GM. Yeah, they're all GM. So, and basically different trims. So, the lowest trim GMC is the highest trim Chevrolet. Yeah. Vice versa, kind of. Um, So, yeah, where I had the LTZ Cruise, I ended up with a Buick Verano. That was my grandpa car. I put 30,000 miles on it last year. That's like a, a typical three-year lease. Um, yeah, so 30,000 miles. So August of 21, I drove it out to Missouri to Leonard Wood, mm. uh, Lost in the Woods. And let me tell you, you talk about a shithole. You want to talk about Benning? You want to tell me that Benning was a shithole? No, because I multiple times expressed to you that Benning's not that bad. Yeah, Benning was not that bad, but you had to drive two hours to the nearest Target. At Leonard Wood. Mm, well, you got to remember, I've been to Benning twice, yeah. and they were vastly different experiences. Well, yeah. Getting I mean, to experience Fort Benning as, like, a, a human being yeah. was, was pretty nice. Yeah. Because Columbus is, Columbus is Morgantown with just different people. Yeah. Uh, Columbus isn't that bad, but if you go to... The surrounding Atlanta, areas Have you ever Columbus, gone out in Atlanta? I've never gone out out for like a night so i went out in atlanta and uh my first time going out there we were like oh well georgia tech is one block that way let's walk that way and see where georgia tech plays yeah and we walked one block that way and there was a dude walking around with a literal mac 10 hanging out of his waistband Mm. and we were like oh we are um not the right demographic to be in this neighborhood well to that exact point when i was going to uh millageville Georgia, where Georgia Military College is for my buddy's uh, commissioning. We obviously Hold came. Up. It's called Milledgeville. Milledgeville. Where GMC is? Yeah. Milledgeville. Milledgeville. Okay. One Indeed. of the apparently most racy towns in the South. But uh, anyways, we were going through. We, we drove from West Virginia, obviously, and we were in Atlanta. And I'm sure you have experience, got to experience a little bit of the highways in Atlanta. Um. Yeah, just a little bit. They're horrible. You know that meme of the road in China that goes from six lanes to one lanes? Uh, that is I-75. That is I-75. You don't have to go far to experience that. But uh, we took... I was driving. Uh, this is actually hour 11 and a half of my 12-hour stint. Yeah. And we took the wrong fucking turn. I'm just let you know. We took the wrong turn in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah I'm so sure you can imagine. I had to get we off were. and get gas in Forsyth, Georgia once. And, I know that place. Actually. Um, yeah, I got off and pulled up to, you know, just the closest gas station and saw some graffiti that I recognized just from my profession on the gas pumps mm. and then looked in the rear view and in the gas station proper, like the actual structure itself, there were three men standing outside um, with AK platform rifles. And um, yeah, I took my chances with uh, running to the next 
exit. <laughs> I would uh, most certainly not stay. And I was strapped, but, um, you know. Not strapped enough. Not strapped enough. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's Georgia as a place. Because, like, yeah, that's, um, north, I've never been to southeast Northwest, Georgia. I've never been to Savannah. So, southeast Georgia is not that bad. But northwest Georgia, like the Atlanta nor- metro west, area. I would just say west Georgia. West Georgia is kind of a shithole. Yeah, it's... Not not even kind of. Well, and that's not to say that Southeast Georgia isn't. Savannah's also a shithole, but it's yeah. it's on par with Appalachia shithole. Okay. Everyone's just poor and addicted to opioids. Well, because like we were driving through, when we were going to the, the the shore, we were driving through Alabama. My buddy, I don't know why, he decided to drive separately from us. My buddy T-Sean, was, he's in the sister, comp, the sister unit to yeah. the 150th. Yeah. We were driving, and he was a separate vehicle. He calls us. And he's like, man, you got to get us out of this racist-ass town. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, look around. Like, I mean, old plantation buildings. Oh, for yeah. like, He's like, this is a... And we stopped at Chick-fil-A. Oh, worst yeah, place yeah, to be. God's chicken, man. God's chicken. Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to dox anybody, but our mutual friend who worked at a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That is a member of the lgbt community working at chick-fil-a yeah in the height it, it's of ironic very ironic that it, was back when chick-fil-a paid for the uh transition therapy thing yes yes um, yeah that's very ironic how how is on topic how has hugo boss not been doxxed as a company yet you know same thing with adidas not tracking um adidas was founded by a member of the nazi party i mean hugo boss was the nazi party uh, yeah tracking but Adidas and Kanye, right? Oh, the Yeezy brand, shit. right? I guess we can declare Kanye as a member of the Nazi party. I'm now. not a member of the Nazi party, right? But an anti-Semitic for sure. Um, we don't really get into a lot of politics on that, but that Kanye shit's kind of fucked up. I mean, it definitely is. But on that note, did you know Afghanistan is not only the world's supplier of heroin, but also the world's leading supplier of emeralds? I did know that actually. Yes, emeralds. Yeah, the gemstone trade from Afghanistan is huge. Part of me wants to think that like gemstones are just fake. Like I mean, they just don't they don't exist. They're they're thing. just minerals. Yeah. They don't really have any value other than the social construct. When I think of emerald, I think of Rayquaza from Pokemon. Like when I think emerald, like precious gems, I think Pokemon games. When I think precious gems, I I don't shit. own. Oh, well, I don't know. I think I, of Rhodesia. Like, I, yeah, I think of Rhodesia. Like, I don't really place any value on, um, say, engagement rings, like diamonds, because I know... You mean brand new truck? Brand yeah. new whip got no Brand new keys. whip, right? Uh, yeah, so I know that that's for sure just a social construct. Like, yeah. that is a company's propaganda campaign to make men feel like they need to buy diamonds. And I know that one particular company that shall not be named controls the diamond trade. Mm, places yeah. an arbitrary value on the diamonds well because and that's the thing i remember because this because this this would be a good transition this to is our a good topic. segue yeah because i was buying my girlfriend i hate jewelry like i hate buying jewelry but like <laughs> i don't want to say it in i'm trying to say this in like the non most non-misogynistic way possible but like i was thinking of a gift and i was like i'll get her some nice jewelry because she earned it yeah like she graduated five-year degree in five years, which is for people to understand, there's difference between doing five years and getting a five year degree. Yeah, for sure. But she got a five year degree. She graduated in five, fucking killed it. And I was like, get her some jewelry. But then 
I was looking at this one necklace and the guy was like, I was like, how much is this? And he was like, I'm not even going to name it, but a shit ton of money. Yeah. And I was like, well, what's that one right next to it? And she was like, the dude was like, it's the same thing, but it's synthetic. And it's like cubic zirconium this much cheaper. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's not that like, I don't value her at this shitload of money value, but like, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. And she appreciates it. I mean, cause my girlfriend's not the type to be like, this is only 18 carats. Yeah. Like, see, are you my, fucking kidding me? My ex was the dollar value type of yeah, the, see, my girlfriend's the sentiment. I will not have cubic zirconium. I will have a genuine diamond. And I was like, okay, go to well, fucking Rhodesia you're, and you're get getting, it yourself. I, well, I told her you're getting blood diamonds. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, you, can, but, you can go there and get one yeah. your fucking self. Go talk no. to Leo. He'll get you. So, one. Uh, similarly, I actually, for our, um, last anniversary, I got the X, a diamond band and it was a, I think it was only a half carat diamond band, yeah. but it was a, uh, 18 carat gold band that mm. had diamonds laid into it. And I got it for a discount. I got it on sale, but it was still 500 bucks. Yeah. And they got a mortgage. Yeah. Well, like. Come on, man. Well, because I've always identified you as the type of person. Like, people will always say, like, Colin's had a lot of girlfriends. And I'm like, yeah, but he's treated every single one the same. Yeah. And like, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, he will put out for them. Yeah. In, in like, the, the best way possible. Like, he's always going to treat them the best. Like, he's always going to buy them the nice shit. But, like, yeah. it's not because they're all... He's just putting up a facade. Like, that's just the... the he picks the wrong ones and they found the right one. And he just picks the wrong ones. Yeah. Like that's a good way to put it. I mean, that that's the way I've seen it from as from the point of my life where it's funny because Steven, the alpha club host, I hated when I met you hated. There was actually, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever, I, I don't think we've I've, been in several fist fights before, but those were all kind hearted, but I'm saying like well, a couple I'm, of them haven't been on your end. Yes. Are you talking about you motherfucker? Is that the specific? Okay, I'm, let me let me let me tell this from my perspective, and then okay. I want it from yours. Colin was my boss for like he was my arbitrary boss for like five months. Not arbitrary. You were my arbitrary. I had to answer for everything John didn't do. But and there was not a lot to answer for, except this one time there was it was a three man team, and man number three fucked it up on passing the information to me and Colin was extremely inebriated and I walked downstairs minding my own business and I got a you motherfucker and then he advanced upon me like he usually does and he and was immediately picked up by, by our friend so we had a coffee table that was electrical taped together it was straight down the middle and uh he was Colin was picked up and put through that table with extreme haste. Uh yes. Uh so that one didn't end up happening. But what was it from your opinion? Because we've um, never talked about this. So I believe that was building for a minute because of the girl that I was seeing at the time. I think it was a girl that you were seeing and the immediate task you had on hand. Uh yeah. So I did have like the biggest project of my life. Because I, I it, it was more of like a I kind of screwed something up and it just set you off uh so it was the biggest project of my life 
at that time mm-hmm. where we had multiple teams, multiple organizations all building together. Interagency I mean, coordination. Uh, I wouldn't say interagency, but uh, definitely cross-functional where we had aviation playing in. We had an EOD unit playing in. We did not have an EOD unit. We had fucking bubbles on the horn. Well, we had an EOD unit that was providing our transportation. Oh, shit. We did. Yeah, we did. We had multiple LMTVs and Humvees yeah. and all that and deconflicting all that shit with the J staff and all yeah. that. And then ultimately deconflicting all that with USAC mm-hmm. um with the two star command, which was a nightmare for me and Clay. But uh yeah, there was a lot of frustration with that. And then I remember a conversation we had at brunch one day where I said if uh, someone's name came out of your mouth one more time, I was going to knock your teeth down your throat. Right. Yeah. We, and, and every time we, uh, we do yeah. a little, we do a little mic mute. I mic mute. I like to say we are not withholding information from you on the podcast. We're, we're just trying, clarifying. We're just trying not to dox anybody and yeah. clarify. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlie, I remember that Charlie, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Baby. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie stole. We my had brunch kidney. because that was the day we ate brunch next to uh, President Gee. Was it President Gee or was it? Oh no, it was President Gee. It was. President it, it wasn't Gee. the other time we had brunch next to yeah. an important. So person. we were at the uh, classiest brunch establishment in the town that we lived in, with the president of our university, and um, I do recall saying that I was going to knock your teeth down your throat. Well, yeah, and you got to remember that. I never say anything. I never think before I speak. You also have to remember that me and me and Timo here, we used to fight for fun. I think we're even regularly. I think we are actually even after um, after the last fight. We're even Army Navy 2020. That was I tried to slam John through the floor. You did. I slam beat me. his ass. You didn't beat me. Well, because then I beat your ass. I grabbed you by the collar, and then you. Okay, so I didn't the, know if I could if that was a. Because Mark was... No, we were wrestling. Yeah, so Mark was... A, I didn't know if it was... Chokes were a thing. So when I went to go choke you with your own t-shirt... Yeah. You I tried to... Like a collar. Cross-collar. Cross-collar. Because I, I let off because I didn't know if that was authorized. But how no, about... How about, how about that is definitely barred. No, our most famous fight was um, No Blows. No Blows? And then I smacked you across the fucking mouth. I do not remember that. Um... I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to dox the organization. Uh, old house, chapter room. Oh, EJ, I do remember. EJ that. was there. EJ. We both took our shirts off. Yeah. And you said no striking, and I said no striking, and then smacked you across the mouth. Yeah. But I did put you on your back. You I did, did put you. You in did defense. ambush me multiple times. Yeah. Uh, uh, your birthday, you ambushed me. I don't remember that. When I knocked your contact lens out. Oh yeah, that, you no, came, that's I, what I was I came, referencing when I came out of the so, bathroom. Yeah, when, so yeah, when Stephen was asleep on the couch, Timo slammed a door in my face, and the doorknob hit me in the eye accidentally. And then, yeah, so the other and then host, Stephen was like, "Why you guys have to be so?" Mad? Yeah, the other host had left the bar like three hours before us because it, it was midnight. Um, it was midnight thirty. Yeah, he had to go. Stephen's like, "Guys, I gotta go." It's midnight. How did he get into my house? It's midnight. 30. Steven and I didn't live yeah, together. How uh, did he get into my no house? No one knows how he got the key code to the house. But uh, yeah, me and John were uh, going at it on the living room there's floor. There's a picture of that, Like too. trading blows. There's a, there's a picture of that. And then, uh, yeah, Steve was like, guys. How about 
quiet down trying the, to sleep. The day after that, because your birthday was an, a multi-day thing. My birthday, I drank with your neighbors that were tripping on LSD. The Australian me, ones? Um, No, the hippie ones. Oh, across remember, the street. You remember uh, the one, X-Ray? The one that, uh, coffee. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were tripping on acid at the time, but they gave rip, me shine. Rip Eric's bathroom. They gave me shine. Like that Kentucky shine or like that? No, nah, that West Virginia shine. That Preston Look, County shine. If you go to the liquor store and you buy Old Smoky, you're Old not drinking Smoky. moonshine. All right, yeah, yeah, no. So, okay, the Old Smoky Distillery in Nashville, kind of dope to go to. But it's not moonshine. But it's not shine. It's, it's, syrup. it's it, it might it's it might syrup it, with liquor. It might it, be moonshine, but it's not shine. It, it no, it's syrup with like corn liquor mixed in. What would, I mean, I'm sure your first moonshine experience was long before was I met you. Shine was it like what year would you say? Um, I would say twenty, like sixteen, fifteen, probably. Um, no, I can tell you it was twenty seventeen. Mm. Because mine was 2019. So I was drinking with a bunch of Pennsylvania State Troopers, actually. And Mm. they brought out Peach Shine. And I was wrestling with a female State Trooper um, trying to eat the peach out of the bottom of the jar because we were passing the jar around a Mm. bonfire. And uh, she had an arm in a sling from where she was in a fist fight with somebody. Mm. Fucked up her arm. And she dropped her cell phone. And when she went to grab it, she rolled face first into the fire. Ouch. And I grabbed her out. I remember crawling up the stairs of my house. I took a nap in your family house bed. Yeah. I remember crawling up the stairs of my house, and then my dad found one of my camelbacks and filled it with water, and I apparently was spooning the camelback, (laughs) sucking on the straw. Yeah. But my dad and I also shotgun four locos that night. Mm-hmm. And he I could see Chuck doing that. He will never let me live that down because I, I would projectile never let, vomited. I would never let Chuck Loco. live that down. Okay, your, your to dad, be fair, your dad seems like my dad in the fact that like when he when you least expect it, he goes full force. Oh, full force! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My dad used to tell me when you think you're man enough to fight me, like you know when you're like you should read green lights. So oh. when you're when you're like 13 and you clench your fist and your dad's like oh unclench that fist boy i'll beat your ass Mm -hmm. Uh, so he used to tell me when you're man enough to fight me we'll roll yeah and then i came back probably 17 18 years old you know a couple years in the army and i was like all right let's roll and we rolled when you were 17 18 if i recall you had a hell of a fist fight cqb oh yeah shout out kitchens shout out bathroom sink for the assist oh yeah um, no, you should. You, I, we mentioned it last episode, but you should read uh, Green Lights because they were talking about Matthew McConaughey's dad was a crazy motherfucker, and he had three brother or two brothers. Like, I'm fighting dad today, and like, oh yeah, it, it like two by fours are being hit. My dad like, is a certified bad motherfucker. Well, because that was like my, my dad. Like, I can't hit him now because he's got a fucking. He just had knee surgery, but when he's fucking fixed, like, oh yeah, I rolled with my dad once, and my dad was a a, a wrestler. And people look at my dad now and will say, like, halfback. My dad was a left tackle in college. But he was a, a wrestling ref for a while. And, like, I went for my I went for a single leg takedown on my dad once. And he, I was upside down before I could say Shirley. Like, and I'm like, oh, I'm flying through the air. Yep. Well, enough shooting the shit because you and I could sit here all fucking day. Oh, we, yeah. And we have plenty of unopened beers for that. 
Um, but uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> you got well, yeah. We got more in the fridge. We we treat our our hosts right, Ben. I'm sorry. I I cooked him fucking dinner and he didn't eat it. Yeah, that's well, right. He was he was sick. But um, so he was sick and recorded the episode. But um, so kind of a callback to the last episode. I wanted to kind of touch on if in your in your experience in your vast vast experience, um, something that we couldn't really touch on with Steve because he doesn't know. But the the uh, the Walmart great value Kroger thing, like. I lived the bottom half of that, but from your experience in the middle, because remember, remember, so you and I set out on a mission in about 2019 to find female friends. Yeah. And it did not go well. No, no, it did not. Why do you think that is? Cause um, there's because a, there's a huge, I slept with them. Well, no, no, no. So it's not, it's not <laughs> even that. And, and no, you didn't. The ones I'm specifically referring to, um, cause my girlfriend thinks there's a very like, Guys and girls can't be friends. They can't be friends. Because I kind of agree, unless there's some other distinguishing factor. What would that factor be? Like if you're coworkers. Mm. If you're coworkers, you can absolutely be friends. Like I have a squad leader under me. Um she's the recruiter one? No. No. Uh my second squad leader right now, she is uh, she has two kids. She's maybe, maybe 35, yeah. I'd say. Um, is she attractive objectively? I would say yes. But is there a distinguishing factor of like, I am twice removed her superior? Yeah. I am her senior reader. Yes. So, and there are on the civilian side, there are people that work for me that I would say, are they objectively attractive? I would say yes. But, you know, it goes back to that don't shit where you eat principle. Yeah, from last episode. That yeah. you can make that, you can make that distinction. Yeah, because, like, I know, because it, it, in Bullock, it was huge. Because Casey was like, so I had two people in my platoon who were dating. And we had seven couples in our platoon. And they weren't bullet couples. They were like they pre-established. Oh, that's weird. And that they, means they specifically got those dates. Yes, they they signed that thing. That is weird. But so, but then again, I was like, because they weren't like weird about it. And I would say, how like, do you not be weird about that though? Well, so that's what my girlfriend was asking me. She was like, "How can like?" And we had, a, we had one of my crewmates, uh, Dom, was like, "Actually, you just got engaged." Dom was like. Bro, if my like soon to be wife was out here, like I couldn't do it. Yeah. He's like, I could not be out here with her with nothing else to do, you know. Yeah. And like, I don't know if they were because they were both uh, West Pointers. Yikes! And but they were like, but I told you that like my class was like the cool West. So Pointers, they're a special case. Though. But they were the ones that like almost got kicked out of West Point. So I know a West Point couple that. All right. So before you go to West Point, before your freshman year, you go through this thing called Beast, mm-hmm. and it's like a six week FTX that is quote unquote basic training. Bullshit. It's a uh, yeah complete horse shit. It's like a six week FTX, and you do drill and ceremony and shit mm-hmm. like that. 
basic infantry tactics, and then the seniors are like your platoon leader and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they compare it to basic training. It's uh, horse shit. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I know a West Point couple that's married now. Mm. Yeah, I actually went to their wedding, and they met in a Facebook group mm. before they ever attended West Point. You ever stumble upon those West Virginia University Facebook group chats before, oh, yeah. whenever, like, like nothing, the class of nothing, nothing good's ever going to come out of that. No. And I know several couples that quote unquote met in those group chats. I hope you have a good lawyer. Yeah. I, I met a girl in one of those group chats. I hope she has an IUD. You know where she went? Where? Not West Virginia. Yeah. She trans. she didn't even make it to school. She transferred before then. Well, I mean, that's probably the best. Yeah. I mean, it's like. I wouldn't even say we were friends. That's the thing. Like we like I think she found my name and then went to my Instagram through the group chat. Yeah. Never fucking met this girl in my entire life. I mean, it was years ago. Never fucking met this girl in my entire life. But like she's like, Oh, I like saw you in the group chat. I'm like, this is not Tinder. Yeah. Like this yeah. is for uh, information. Uh, it was kinda weird. This is very weird. But fucking I mean, I like like I said, never met the girl. Like Yeah. We'll leave it at that. But fucking um like, so the the couple that I'm specifically referring to, like, they're bros. Like, not like they're bros together. Like, they're bros with us. It was like the, we're friends with the guy, we're friends with the girl. Yeah. Like, but I didn't view them as one, one was the boyfriend and then the girlfriend was hanging out. Yeah. Or the girlfriend no, and the boyfriend No, you were hanging out with both individuals. We were, exactly. We were hanging out with both individuals and that's what made it fine. Because when we were in our field phase, like, when we were had our like sleeping, we didn't have we they were they asked us in the beginning, and this is something they're definitely not supposed to do. But they were like male, female sleeping areas, and we were like, no, like yeah. we're not going to do anything weird because we're not cadets. Yeah, we're not gross. Yeah, but like it would be so much easier if we all just stayed together because well, we were a we were sleeping out fuck fucking outside. Yeah, like our tasks will be completed much. With more haste, if we were all in the same spot, yeah. But then you also get those people who can't do that. When our one friend was a trainee in Lost in the Woods, yeah, you you heard that story in the classroom. I don't think I have GB and uh, Nick, and when Eric was there too. No, I don't think there were those people who were doing it in the classroom. Oh, and like. Because trainees were in the same spot. In the classroom? In the class. There's so many better fucking spots. Yeah. I mean, I've never been to Lost in the Woods, but don't they have those opening up beds? No. I thought they well, had the, yes, yes. In the starships, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that fucking means. In the barracks, yeah. Yeah, well, the classroom is... Fucking, the classroom is not in the barracks. Oh, ours were. No. Oh. See, yeah, we had the... Like the, the so they had starships. That makes a lot more sense now because whenever they would tell me that story, yeah, because like I was like my classroom was a so spitting distance away. There was only two MP battalion, like training battalions, at Lost in the Woods, and one of them. So seven, no, I take that back. There's three, seven nine five, seven eight seven, and then seven oh one had two like basic training companies, mm-hmm. but the other ones were like all the specialty courses. Like, I was in 701st. I was Bravo 701st, and that's Bullock. Charlie 701st is Triple C. Mm. Alpha 701st is all the specialty courses, like, like PSD. PSD. Uh, uh, dog Company. Correction. Dog Company is all 
handlers dogs yeah and they're actually not even at the, leonard so wood the good boy they're at the Lack- good boy company yeah they're not even at leonard wood they're at lackland lackland air force yeah where is Lackland? texas uh it is in texas it is it? in texas that's you, where, you always hear Lackland that's where air the uh base. joint dog kennels are yeah lackland you always hear lackland air force base and then echo 701 was like i want to say it was like the post bct like mpait yeah. basically and a lot of times you get uh, PSYOP soldiers yeah. that go through that, like Echo 701. Yeah. Um, because PSYOP goes through um, MP basic training, and then they go to PO trip, or POQC. Yeah. But anyways, so our our classrooms, we had like battalion buildings with like battalion headquarters. No, like a like our classrooms were separate from our yeah. shit. We had battalion buildings. Yeah. But then we had the MISCO building that mm. had like the yeah, auditoriums kind of, yeah, and the yeah, yeah. team classrooms. That's the that's the way we had it too. Yeah. We had the auditorium, the company class or the squadron classrooms. Yeah. Or the sorry, the troop classrooms and then the, yeah. the, the platoon so classrooms. We had platoon classrooms. We had we had auditorium, troop and and then we had three troop classrooms and like uh eighteen. Because honestly upstairs was SLC. Honestly, so we had SLC and then we not, had, not, uh, not senior leader, scout leader. Okay, so no. We had ALC, SLC, uh, advanced leader course, scout, uh, senior leader course, master leader course. Yeah. And then we had um, the warrant officer basic course for CID. Mm. And CID had their own building with a forensics lab and everything like that. And then we also had... Um, the Bullock, the Triple C, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, and then we had we used the Engineers Auditorium because mm. the Misco building is Engineer MP and Chem all together. Chem is at Leonard Wood. Yeah, it is, and the Chem has a very secure facility for all of their training. This is such a. Do you remember Jay Kefley? I do. I wonder what he's up to. I don't know. Admin note: Major segue. Colin, if you had to, because you, you live in the greater Nashville area, according to your LinkedIn. Yeah, Nashville Metro. What is your ideal bar? Like, walk me through from, like, what the bar looks like to, like, what the people area looks like. And, like, what's the bathroom look like? Um. All right. So, my ideal bar, my, so my favorite bar as it stands in Nashville is going to be a super hot take. But it is Miranda Lambert's Casa Rosa. That was the first place we went to, right? Yeah. That was a really cool looking bar. It was a very, it, it's a very aesthetic bar with clean bathrooms. They were clean. No bathroom attendants because that shit pisses me off. You know what? Steven would disagree. I don't need someone to fucking squirt soap in my hands. There man. was a bathroom attendant in Pittsburgh that sold Zins. Well, yeah, they always sell Zins, vapes, condoms, like... I don't need you to squirt soap in my hand and hand me paper towels. I will agree, though, because there was a bathroom attendant in Panama City, but the bathroom was smaller than my kitchen. So, So like, he was in the way. My second, like, okay, so the stereotypical Nashville, like, Broadway bar is Aldine's. Morgan Wallen. I hated Aldine's. Morgan Wallen sings about it, like, and that. Old Red was my favorite bar. That shit's just a club. Old Red's cool if you go to the top floor. Top, and we were um, only on the top floor. But my second favorite has got to be Whiskey Row. It's a good in-between. Mm-hmm. 
like live music on the first and second floors, and then a rooftop with astroturf on the top. That was like old reds. And so yeah, yeah, it's same thing as old reds, uh, except like the top's not like a lounge on the inside. Yeah. Um, but my ideal bar, I guess, yeah, it's somewhere in between like Casa Rosa because Casa Rosa has a really particular crowd. Yeah, a lot of female. You know, it was the the. I mean, we when we went, but the drinks are good. When we hit Casa Rosa, it's, it's we drank tequila. It's mid shelf liquor. Uh, Casa Rosa's got the best margaritas in, oh, in Nashville, hundred so percent. So good. Uh, and the flaky salt rims. Where did uh, we go that we all hated? Kid uh, Rock's bar. Kid Rock's. Yeah. That sucked. What it's, was that place called? That place sucked. I think it's just called Kid Rock. You know what? I don't know. I don't know yeah. if this is a direct correlation, but that's the Kid Rock's bar was the place where your ex bought drinks. For, yeah, for, for sure. The group. For sure. So that yeah. was, might be a direct correlation. Yeah. But are, are, so are you a trough or a urinal guy? I am hot take. I'm a trough guy. I'm a big trough guy. But I think that's just because we were exposed to old school barracks at a very young age. I mean, I've definitely had the handshake like, shitters. Yeah. Like, I've definitely okay, had so, to take a shit right, actually, directly facing really another funny, person. Really funny story. So, we had a guy um, I'll call um, Fernandez in Bullock. That's the weirdest monogamous name I've ever heard. So, Fernandez. We had a guy. And uh, he was kind of what you would expect. Kind of, uh, I wouldn't say a nerdy guy, but kind of like my height, my build, glasses, Hispanic. I'm picturing um, him now. All right. So Fernandez and I, um, during our like tack ops phase, um, we had, we were in this like, I guess kind of a picnic area along the uh, big piney river, I think runs through Fort Leonard Wood. Mm. And we had a one stall male bathroom, just kind of like what you would see at like a state park. Yeah. And, the door didn't lock. the The lock was broken. So never, I, never. The end of the day, we get our warno for the next mission, and I go up to uh, you know piss before I leave, and I open the door, and this dude is sitting on the toilet taking a shit, mm. and just everything hanging out. Like he's also one of those guys that didn't take his blouse off to take a shit. Guilty. Like ACU top. Guilty is charged. Yeah. So we got work. very friendly after that. If it's the, if it's the the button up top i'm not taking it off no it was the zip up top like zip up with velcro that's too much that's too much fabric yeah right so that was the first time me and fernandez became very friendly and then uh later on in the course about three and a half months in uh ladies and gentlemen if you don't know i am a professional narc (laughs) i am a military police officer if you did not gather that but later on in the course we were on the um, emergency vehicle operators course on the skid pad, mm-hmm. which is basically where you drive a police car extremely fast, like dangerously fast on an operator's course, like a cone course. And the end of the course, I had just done my evoc test, um, passed it, didn't kill any cones, didn't <laughs> kill any old ladies or anything like that. Um, but I really had to piss mm-hmm. and it was one of those, you know, handshake toilet bathrooms right yeah go to the train and i i'm wearing a gun belt and everything because that's what we had to take the test in and i go to open the door to the latrine and it's a pull door and i pull on it and it like doesn't budge and i'm like motherfucker like if this bathroom door is locked and i give it a good solid yank 
And out comes Fernandez spilling out the door, ACUs around his ankles, <laughs> where he was sitting on the nearest, like the closest shitter to the door. And he was pulling on the door with both hands. And he's like, man, I've been constipated for like four days and it was finally coming out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my Jesus Christ. Uh, so Fernandez seems to have what. So this is and this is why I love troughs. And it's a similar reason, but the dudes who go and find the corner of the trough, yeah, and no, you got to be dominant. You got to take right they're all, by the they're all, right by the spigot. They're all dicks, bro. Yeah, we we all got one. Yeah. Like, because if you're hiding in the trough, you got something to hide. Show us your horse cock. <laughs> if you're hiding in the trough, you most certainly got something to hide. All right. So this is oh, we're gonna we're gonna get John in trouble here, but oh, no. uh, uh, yeah. So we had a buddy named Trevor who found out. Did I tell you Trevor met my Bullock friends? That tracks. Trevor does some shady shit. All right, so we are definitely not going to dox Trevor. Um, if we did, there'd be to the best of our ability be because fucking yeah, we would end up in a ditch somewhere if we doxed Trevor. We yeah, but. Uh, yeah, anyways, Trevor did some shady shit before he met us, and he is currently doing some more shady shit. Uh, how shady in the best way you could imagine, yes, in the best way, in the interest of national security. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but Trevor found out about John, and he had this thing where every you got to remember this was built off of false pretext, yes. So he had this thing where every social setting we found ourselves in. He would just uh, find the ugliest women possible, drag them over to John and be like, show us your horse cock. And then proceed to trap John with the women. I was once trapped in a restroom, a residential restroom. And I was screaming for MB. With two women that were collectively about 600 pounds. I'd say more than that, but collect. Uh, I was screaming for MB, and MB kicked down the door, grabbed me by the fucking collar, dragged my ass out there. No, but yeah, Trevor's fun. When when Stephen and I ran into Trevor him, is fun when he's on stimulants. <laughs> when Stephen and I ran into him uh, a couple of months ago, very tame, very weird. Because the last time I had seen Trevor, uh, a girl threatened to mace. She said, "If you're." Blonde friend touches my ass again. I'm going to mace that Ellen DeGeneres motherfucker. He does look like Ellen. Well, when I had ran into him in Florida, he was wearing a navy blue cardigan and very thick rimmed glasses. Yeah, he looked. Like, he looked like said Ellen. That he looked like a lesbian. He just looks like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. Well, so like a lesbian. Yeah. yeah. Do you hear? No, I'm not even going to get into the fucking Ellen DeGeneres. But so we never, my question from last episode about cooking was never really answered. Um, Which? Are you cooking? Am I cooking? Yes. And if so, how do you cook? How does one cook? Let the people know, Colin. How does one cook? Because you're really, from what, from, okay, here's, I'm taking my mic out of Sam for this. I, I've had a, I've had a major problem with Colin for my entire life, and I don't even know if he knows this, but I'm looking him in the eyes now, and I'm making very uncomfortable eye contact with him. It is. Um, there, Colin may or may not cook, but he still eats. All my dogs eat. 
but your dog is you, and you eat a lot. You you eat a lot. You get a woof for the people, Colin. No, don't do that. Yeah, um, that's a bit. So right. you 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 don't cook. You make fucking bruschetta like once a I month. I don't cook. You don't I mean, you don't I, cook, but you eat. I don't cook. I meal prep. How does how does how do you do it for the people? How do you do it? Um. I mean, define define cook. Like, which would would what process are you referencing? Uh, can you not pick up on this? You don't cook, but you eat. I mean, yeah. Like, I, like you when your your turnover is incredible. Well, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot to rebound, my friend. I it just takes. Honestly, but here's the but you what I have found works best. But you've got no medal of medals of honor. You don't. You don't dive on I grenades. I don't dive on You're a I don't bag. compromise. I don't I don't go for anything less than a 7. Like like a soft 7 or a hard 7? Soft 7, I would say. I would say the last one is a soft 7 and she's only held up by her education. The cuz the famous Colin quote is a dime bag in your coin purse full of nickels. Yeah. And you live that. Yeah. So there's got to be some cooking involved. Honestly, you want to know what it is? It's blatant honesty. Mm. It is explain. It is brutal. I'm not. I'm. I'm not honesty. the people. I'm not the people, and the people got to know. Yeah. Okay. So like, uh, I don't know. Prime example is like, you just hit someone up, and you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I." recently got out of a long distance relationship it was a uh, pretty long term and i didn't get to build much of a social life around here so i mean if you want to hit brunch this weekend let's hit brunch this weekend so one of my favorite terms is target of opportunity it's not quite target of opportunity because you have to market yourself dude so like yeah so I, would you acquaint tinder to linkedin um, you don't, you're definitely not on Tinder. You're on hinged. I uh, no, I am absolutely on Tinder mm. and it's the only dating site that I use because you know what? I just bought a fucking new GMC Sierra and the women who know, no, the women who know are also the ones you want. Is that an, is that a fucking $80,000 fucking truck for all they know? Yes. Fair. That's fair. Yes. Um, also, am I a salaried manager for the Fortune 2 company in the fucking world? Uh, yes. As far as they know. I mean, yes. Objectively, yes, I am. So do you think one of the main problems with guys trying to get girls is oversharing? Um, not oversharing, I would say. Um, I guess you could say, in a sense, yeah. Oversharing. You, you got to leave um, some for the imagination. Yeah, stoicism tends to work better than total open book. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, um, which I'm a chronic oversharer. Um, so. If you overshare, it kind of denies people, and it's not the girl's fault. I like I counsel you to remember it's not the girl's fault. If you overshare, if you answer all their questions mm. before they ask. Mm. Then what the hell are they going to ask you? So so what? Yeah. So what do you think about the fact that like people always say like you know I I'm done asking what people's favorite color is. You know what I, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, I think um, first of all, grow the fuck up. 
like if that's your fucking pickup line or if that's your follow up line. So so you're like, you're you're a big adamant of real questions. Yeah, hundred percent. Even if you're just there for the night. Hundred percent. Yeah. First of all, I'm not really there for the night. I've never really you've, I, I can attest you've never really been there for I've the night. I've never really rolled that way. Like if I'm gonna tap that, I'm probably gonna continue to tap that. Yeah. Um but no, like honest real questions. Who you are. Like, you know, you know, what the hell do you what what do you do for a living? What do yeah. you wanna do for a living? What's your education? What are you passionate about? Mm. Just like real shit to generate a conversation. You know, not what's your favorite food? Because where are you going to go from there? Yeah, I mean that that is. I would say that it's about keeping it. It's about keeping a conversation. That's all it's about. If you can get a woman to talk about herself, mm, you'll never have to say another word. Yeah, that's it. That, I mean, that's and that's a. I think that's a really good fucking point. So a lot of dudes want to talk about themselves. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I think a really good slogan, if you will, would be. It's not about how you start the conversation. It's about how you keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. People always trip about hey, how to start if it. If you talk about yourself, you're already wrong. Because we had a... I'm sure you listened to episode three with e- Eric E-Girl Morris. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was saying, like, you get on Bumble where the girl asks the question first. Or the girl the girl talks first. And he's like, people always say guys are so bad at talking and then oh, a girl will hit yeah, you up yeah. on Bumble and just say, Hey, women are, and I don't want to totally generalize, but I would say the demographic that finds themselves on dating apps is a particular group where they think that they bring everything to the table. But so does that mean there's a double standard? Cause you're also on yeah, said dating I, app. I, I would say yes. Because I'm of so, the, I'm kind of of the opinion. Because I know girls who would be like, I remember back when I was a freshman, they'd be like, "How are you not slinging dick right now? You're a, a, an above attractive dude in a very populated university. How are you not slinging dick?" And it'd be like, "Cause I'm a dude." Yeah. So I'm at the point in my life where I'm about to cross over the six figure mark, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Go on. And honestly, if Go all on. you. If if all you have to offer me is a piece of ass, well, congratulations. There's two million other people here that have nothing to offer but a piece of ass. So what makes you different from that? Is living in Nashville kind of like, I don't even, because I haven't like traveled to like a lot of those places like LA. Nashville Vegas. is the bachelorette capital of the world, man. Well, I remember when COVID happened. Like the, if, the white women if, if your wife wants to have a bachelorette party in Nashville, you better call. For is, it, is it kind of like if you're, if your fiance male wants to have a bachelor party in Vegas, call off the wedding. Yes, hundred percent. I have no draw to Vegas. No, none at all. Been to like, Vegas, no draw. I I almost had to go to Vegas for a work trip, seventy two hours. I was dreading it. Yeah, yeah. What is there to fuck? Like, absolutely I'm, nothing. I'm you also, buy booze from a bodega. Yep, and then you go gamble on penny slots because that's all you can afford to buy into. I was very of the opinion because I went to Atlantic City for some fucking reason. I would only gamble in gambling spots. Yeah. Like, like my buddy was like, you want to come to the uh, casino? I think I only gambled in McCarran. He was like, like, do you want to come to the casino in Pittsburgh? And I'm like, why? Yeah. Like it's, if I'm gambling, I'm going to a gamble. If I'm going to gamble outside of like Vegas, then it's going to be like sports bets. I don't even sports bet. I mean, I do college football, but see, this thing like Steven brought up that when he sports bets, it's like, 
He's A, not negative. He hasn't put any extra money in. Yeah. And he's only betting on games, so he's more interested in them. Yeah. And I can I can understand that. I mean, I'm not going to put any money on it. Like, so you can attest. When I was in college, I didn't give a damn about college football. No. But now that I'm out, first of all, it gives you something to talk about with yes. your coworkers, with women, with whoever. Because um, girls love college football. Also, it just gives you something to damn do. Like, yeah. You can be absolute. You can absolutely be like me. You can be a salaried leader. A leader in the army, and that's it. You do you can, have? I was gonna. Add, do you have a hobby? Not particularly. Like I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. I I go to work. I go to work, or I go to the gym, and that's about it. Because one of my leaders, Taco, he was like, "If you don't work towards a hobby, you're gonna kill yourself." See, that's exactly. I had a conversation with my taco last week, and he was like, "Dude, I looked in my closet a couple months ago, and everything was army." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, well, I have no personality outside the army. My family hates it. I don't make any time for my family. Yeah, I don't have a personality outside the army. Yeah, and that's something that you have to, you have to make a concerted effort to." Build your own identity yes. and your own hobbies. And yes, I work out. Yes, I go for runs. Yes, so I, you're in the army. But your personality cannot be soldier. Here, your job, even you, yeah. even you working as a contractor. Yeah, your oh, job, I know contract personalities. Your job is not United States Army. My no. job is not United States Army. Now, do I identify? Do I identify with my job? No, not at all. Yeah, but do I have a personality outside of that? Yeah, I'm a volunteers fan. I go to the gym. I am. I think pretty objectively, I'm a country boy. You know, I grew up working on a horse so. farm. I drive a truck. Here's the thing I'd like to beer. clarify, and this I don't know if you'll agree with this, which is why we're here, but. You're allowed, and it, it's very different in our world, because I told you when we were in Destin, and we were going to that one bar, and the, the guy at the front door was like, you guys in the army? And we were like, no. And he was like, are you in the fucking army? And we're like, no. And he's like, tell me if you fucking are, because it's free cover for you guys tonight. And we're like, oh, well, he's like, yeah. And he's like, god damn, like, trying to drive it out, like, drive it out of you motherfuckers. Being in the, in the military, Army, Air Force, Marine Corps, eh. Marine Corps. Marine Corps. Being yeah. in the Army, Air Force, Navy. One of the one of the AAA branches. Yeah. I'm not saying we'll get into one Marine, of the D one we'll, branches. We'll get into the Marines another day. Yeah. I have one opinion on. They're Marines. like that D two school that goes to states every year. No, no, no. Here, I said we'll get into it another day. Here's my opinion on the Marine Corps. You could be fucking Army Ranger, second bat hitter, do nineteen thousand combat deployments. You're a pogue. You could be a truck driver in the Marine Corps, but you're a goddamn fucking Marine. Yeah. And that's no. how, that's how the people do it. That's how the people do it. a culture thing. And, I always say if you're going to be a Marine at some point, you're born that way. Yeah. No, it's 100% a culture thing. But what I'm trying to say is if you are in the Army, you're allowed to be extremely proud of that. Yeah. But just like, also, do something else. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the Army. You are active duty Army. You are an active duty fucking infantry hitter. Good job. But also do something else. 
Yeah. Don't I wear mean, don't wear your fucking nine line shirts. Don't wear your fucking cargo pants. Just oh yeah. Be, no. be if you be be Chris. Be Jake. Be fucking Eric. Be yeah, whoever the fuck 100%. you are. Yeah. Don't don't be boot. Don't be that yeah. guy. I mean, honestly, and being out in Missouri, Oklahoma, Tennessee, uh, like if your thing is line dancing in a country bar, fucking go line dance in a country bar. Yeah. If your thing is off-roading, go off-roading. Yeah. Like you're Don't tell in, me about it. Your entire personality does not need to be airborne, air assault, infantry, you know, cavalry, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. Like that's your job. Do you yes. think do you think I go home and talk about my professional life and brag about my professional life? No, no one wants to hear about that shit. No. And newsflash, the girls in the bar in Dude. Nashville <laughs> are not impressed by another Fort Campbell soldier because they've already seen a fucking million of you. If they live within 50 miles of post, run away. Yeah, they run. smell TRICARE, bro. Run, 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 run. They run. smell TRICARE. They smell BAH. That's why me and John are secretly married. We get dual BAH. Nobody's gonna know. No one's. No gonna one's know. gonna know. I mean, who would? Who, who would have thought? Who would? Who would pin us? Who would have thought? Not me. Uh, Josh. Josh would have thought. Josh would have thought. Josh yeah. knew. You know he's a major now. I he, you know um one punch dad yeah. Josh is his major character. Yes. Yes, he is. Samantha, can you uh, uh, condense the, these slides the, and the pull them up? The subject line isn't <laughs> organized <laughs> by rank. subject line is not. When you put a subject line in your email, it needs to be rank the sender, who it's going to, and the purpose of the email. Yeah. The Samantha, CC, can you just do this for me? Yeah, that's the the CC line is not organized by rank. We, we respect military courtesies, especially in electronic communications. One of the smartest fucking people I ever met. Though. He was autistic. He no, like we make jokes about that, like because you that dude what, could so, recite lines from can, the Ranger can we, Handbook. Can we, okay, that dude's exams were literally passages, like paragraphs that's from why the I Ranger f- Handbook. That's why I failed them. With blanks, and the exam was to fill in the blank. Well, so this is an interesting, and this is the only army speak we're gonna like. Besides all the doxing we did and the hate speech we just did, the only army talk we're gonna do today is I failed all Josh's exams, but I won all my tactics engagements. Okay, yeah, all right. Like, so, uh, all right, Mister Mister Scout over here. Oh, you're all not right. gonna bring this so, up. You're not gonna bring this. This up. guy was a 19 Delta. Uh, Timo, uh, uh, Timo was a 19 Delta. Uh, um, whose sole purpose was navigation and reconnaissance. And he failed the land navigation written exam for Arslick. And Fun fact, written exam. Yeah. The, it was not for Arslick. It was the Arslick written exam. Why, well, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I made the mistake of smirking when... Oh, fuck. When this particular officer read off the exam results... And he started vigorously clicking his pen and was like... (laughs) Me or him? Me. Mm. And was like, you know, my last name uh, is something funny because, you know, we can take this outside if we need to. 
and like flamed me in front of the entire class. Oh, you're forgetting something. Uh, Not from I, this day. What am I forgetting? Fort Benning, Kentucky. Oh, yes. Fort Benning, Kentucky. How could I forget? This is going to be our last point. Not our last point, but someone made an egregious error and I laughed. I had our assistant professor with me. He was on board, but I laughed so hard. Our assistant professor was from Ranger Bad. I laughed so hard I had to leave the room. Um, no, but so we did a little, a little bit of bullshitting in the beginning here. So I'm going to do Stephen a favor in his post editing and close you out here with a single question. If I could think of one. Um, no. So, 2023, Colin. The internet is on fire. It's either schizophrenic lifting content or softcore porn. How do you, as a person, find the fine line and pick your personality out of all these various options? Oh, between softcore and schizo lifting. Somewhere on the spectrum. Somewhere on the spe- uh, so that's the spectrum this, from, from from softcore porn to schizophrenic lifting content. Yes, that is the only spectrum. Um. Well, you know, I kind of tend to lean toward the uh, the trad schizo lifter, honestly. But um, I guess it depends on the genre of uh, softcore. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, not really into the the whole hentai field. Uh, Who's your favorite Sigma? <laughs> my favorite Sigma. Who's your favorite Ryan Gosling character? Ryan Gosling? Who's your favorite Ryan Gosling character? I mean, Ryan Gosling. Okay, that is the best answer we could have given. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like he never acts. No. I feel like it's all genuine well, Ryan that's, Gosling. That's where the, the personality type came from. Now, my favorite Sigma character is um oh my god who is the uh the maintenance nco from the 101st oh on tiktok oh oh my god oh i'm fuck. blanking the guy on who name. wears the suspenders yes and the, and the ranger yes. shirt yes i thought you that were gonna is... say i thought you were gonna say patrick bateman no <laughs> absolutely not oh no, no. I, I would say luke, look him up when we're done luke bon giovanni Marine okay. Corps infantry. Okay. Look him up when we're done. Is this the dude with the mustache and the curly hair? The mustache, curly hair, covered in tats. Maybe. His he recently posted a thing. It was like, if you're gonna talk behind my back, at least I give you something nice to look at. And he was doing a fucking lat spread. Lat spread. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, I did the trad back pose. You did right after Colin, I broke. You were, Matt, that's Matt uh, M A Victor 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 underscore Rick. Yeah, right after I broke up with the ex, you know, I hit the trad back pose. And then last thing and seriously, final last thing. Did it work? Because I know it. Uh, yeah, it worked. I had six women in my DMs within the day. Steven and I said it before. Just go to the fucking gym. Go to the fucking gym. Yes. Get off your neck. Get off. That, it's, it is the guy I'm thinking yes. of. Get off your fucking neck. That Get guy. off your neck. Uh, well, Colin, it's been an absolute pleasure here, and I'm not going to have you close this out because I don't think you're a guest anymore. This is episode two. Yeah. It's the most screen time anyone's gotten as a guest-wise. 
Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. This has been the Alpha Club Podcast with your hosts, Colin and Colin and John. I almost fucked that one up. Colin and John, have an excellent night.